everybody, welcome to RPG Cast episode 421 for the week of April 15, 2017. I'm your host, Chris Pruitt, here, here with RPG Gamer's weekly RPG news. And, uh, oh, I don't know, what else do we talk about? Cats? Cats, homeowner cast. Mm, homeowner cast. Yep, that's right. That's what we do. Uh, I got some people with me. First off, Kelly Ryan. Hi, Kelly. Hello. Uh, also joining me today, English people like Alice Wilkinson. Yep. And Alex Fuller. Ooh, short corner. Short. Okay. What? Uh, I don't know what. I'm watching the UI hockey day. Oh, hockey. <laughs> All right. Yeah. That's my wife usually does that. Anna Marie, not feeling well this morning, won't be joining us, but we do have Pascal Takaya. Hey, yo. Hey, yo. Ah. <sighs> And let's see, I'm looking, and everybody except Alice, no, even Alice has, okay, I don't know, everybody except Pascal has been playing Persona 5, it looks like. Yep, I know, I I gave in, I uh, realized on launch day, I'm just like, ah, you know what, this is going to be one of those games that's really hard to find. Is it? So I just went ahead and found, like, the only copy. I didn't know you were into Persona yeah, I finished Persona 4. Oh, you did? Okay. Yeah. Right. What are you thinking of 5 so far? I haven't actually gotten that far in it. Oh. No. Um, I, I'm okay. some way, I think I'm most of the way through the first dungeon. So anything beyond that is going to be too far. unknown territory for All me. Right. So Anna Marie oh. and I have finished the first three dungeons. Well, uh, you're far. Yeah, I guess. Um. I only just started the second dungeon. Mm, all right. I, fin- I finished the second dungeon last night. Ooh, Anna and I are the furthest. Woo! So does Shocking. that mean you you both play separately, or is no? Like we we, two we pass we pass and play. Okay. Actually, what happens is I play for a little while, then Anna plays for a very long time, and then I play for a little bit, and she just yells at me about everything I'm doing wrong. <laughs> and eventually, I give her the controller back out of frustration. Or being beaten into submission. You're personaing wrong. I don't know. It's like marriage persona. It's uh, it's an interesting experience, that's for sure. I mean, I I can say that it definitely feels like they throw a lot of the personaing at you immediately in this game, and you're like, "What am I gonna do with my time?" Mm-hmm. And that being said, I really like that they have the thing of what other people end up doing each day. Isn't that great? You just press the D. E. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. that, that was a feature that they put into Persona 4 Golden, the Vita re-release. Oh, okay. Um, it I was, didn't know that. That was, that was something that they tried out in, in P4G and then put into Persona 5 because I think people liked it. And, and the best part, it's you can do it with the test answers. Yeah, that's right. Because there's been a lot of obscure test answers that's like, I have no... Oh, there's guides for all of them. Oh, yeah, I've got a guide on my phone. (laughs) I can't believe Elizabeth wasn't the correct answer. You can't what? believe Elizabeth wasn't the correct answer. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I mean, while I know I'm only, like, like, not very far in, I think what the game, at least to me, kind of really feels like is Persona 4 felt, at the start, felt very... um, like, I don't know, dreary? 
like right at the start of the game. Um, whereas Persona 5 just kind of feels like, I don't know, like really oppressive. Yeah. I mean, I guess that's kind of like the theme, but yeah. I think they did it, they kind of set that up really well. Mm-hmm. So even worse? Oh, it's worse. Um, you're this kid that got in trouble because he basically saved a girl from a sexual assault and the guy he saved her from pretty much railroaded him on assault charges and everybody in your new school is treating you like the worst criminal in the world yeah persona 4 is the happy persona yeah this is <laughs> you know persona, I mean, persona, persona 4 kind of gets a little dark like occasionally but uh, uh persona 5 goes off the deep end right from the start Every adult is a terrible person, and they treat kids like garbage. All of them. It's it's kind of weird, actually. And that, that first guy <laughs> that you're going against is awful. Mm-hmm. But I, I like the theories that this the story is being told through the lens of like a high school student's perspective. So maybe the adults aren't as bad as you perceive, but you're, since you're playing as a high school student, it's being presented like all adults are terrible because you haven't grown up yet. And and the whole game is a flashback too. Yeah. Well, I wow. don't know the whole not the whole game, half the game. Eventually you're gonna oh, catch right. up to that. <laughs> right. Is that the seven seven thing? That... I don't know. I assume so. <laughs> I assume that's why you stop streaming after seven seven, because stuff must go down. <laughs> and yeah. they don't want to spoil it. <laughs> yeah, I mean well. I don't know what it'll I be, just, but we'll find out. No. <laughs> We're not there yet, so um, we'll Persona find out and we has, won't tell you. <laughs> is that the game that has the uh, the really restrictive um, streaming and sharing? Yeah. yeah. Um, I think the only other thing that I was going to say with regards to, like, as well as the game's theme, the game is very, I and mean, this is something I noticed with the Japanese version that my friend had, was that the game is really well presented. Like, yes. the UI looks amazing. So we have a house guest over right now, and she feels that the UI is just way too busy, and like she can't look at it for too long because it's just it's overwhelming. I can see that. Yeah. Yeah. I I, no, I funny. can see that too. It just to me, I actually really like it because it, it kind of just it kind of fits in really well with the themes that they're going for. <laughs> I remember she's, we went into a dungeon. She's like, "Oh, this is the part I can't look at anymore." <laughs> it's like, I, I am really in love with the status results screen where you, you're you running and it shows all of your stuff that kind of pops up and then you go like right from the status results screen and back into the dungeon. It's just a covering up a load. I, I, yeah, know, I thought it was going to be smoother than that when they showed it the like in previews, but really it has to transition. It's not a, it's not just the camera pulling back. It's you can see it fading into the actual. It's kind of a it's a I trick. Know. Yeah, but it's a nice color. Yeah, it's a it's stylistic so cool. trick. Yeah, it is rather so than like cool. just like out outright fading to black and then just kind of fading back into the dungeon. At yeah. the very least, they put effort into a transition. All right, and they vary whole- it up too. Oh, yeah. yeah. It, the whole thing is just so fun. It makes you feel like you're actually in there stealing stuff. Oh, and um, the all-out attacks look great. Oh, they I love really the all-out. Oh, those. I like the cat's pose. I, I love all of their poses. Yeah, I don't know how he holds that cigar in his paw, but, you know, other <laughs> than that. So, okay. So we talk, we like the, we like the UI. 
we like how oppressive it is. Um, I like the stealth. <laughs> you like the stealth. The stealth is mm-hmm. cool, except um, the camera fights against you a lot with the stealth. Have you noticed that? Yeah, that that can be annoying. Yeah, and then you'll be looking for a thing, and like if you walk away and then come back and squat down, you will see the next stealth point that you could get to, and for some reason it wasn't shown it to you before. So that, that needs some work. Or, yeah, I don't know. That, kind of disappointing there. But you'll get to dungeons like- where... Um, you really, really wish the stealth was better. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, that second one has been kind of like that. Mm. I like the detective vision, too. Detective. Yeah. Um, I, I'm i not allowed to walk around in detective vision because it makes Anna's eyes hurt. Oh. Um, but that's what I would normally do. Like any good detective vision video game, you kind of just... That means, well, I guess we're going to have Detective Vision on for the rest of the game because I don't want to miss anything. Um, but Yes, it's true, but at the same time, it makes the environment really dark and I hard know. to see. That's the that's the bad part about Detective Vision, isn't it? <laughs> Is that you feel so forced you just, to leave it on all the time. <laughs> so you just kind of go, go into a new room and you look around to see what you can interact with and then you go to that and you can also use it to figure out the levels of the mobs that are running around and i also like that if you're stuck that it shows you points you can jump on Mm -hmm. or in my case it shows me a bunch of points that i could jump on if i was on the right floor but i'm not yeah so yeah that too away i just use it mostly to figure out which bits i can steal that's the important part yeah (laughs) yep is it kind of similar like with um as far as the like dungeoning to um story ratio because like in persona 4 so i'm about I think maybe four to five hours in, not very far, but I've just finished what I would probably call the first dungeon, even though it's, it's really short. It's hardly even worth calling a dungeon, but yeah, I feel like there's more, um, there's more dungeoning to persona ratio in this game, but also that the game moves faster overall. So I think Mm -hmm. it's, I think overall it's going to end up being a shorter game than like a persona four or persona three. Um, yeah, I did think so. But, how, long until, uh, how long until Persona 5 Golden then? Yeah. See, but then you look at Persona 3, and I felt like that game was kind of as the ratio was what you wanted to make of it, depending on how much time you wanted to spend in Tartarus, right? And whereas here, it's like everything's kind of like, all right, it's time for dungeoning. You better get it done because you have like no time to do it, and it will take multiple days in the dungeon, so you're going to have to do it all, but the dungeons aren't overly long. But in Persona 3, it was like, ah, you guys, you just want to do it all on the last night? Fine. You want to spend all this time dungeoning for forever and ever? Fine. I don't know. And and when I finished that first dungeon, I got really freaked out when they said that, you know, the dungeon goes away when you're done. So I'm like, okay, how am I going to get new Personas? Oh, that's right. And yeah. then they throw in, and then they throw in Mementos. Yeah. And Mementos the is essentially Tartarus. Yeah. <laughs> And I really like Mementos. I could almost play the entire game just in Mementos because of how much I like the randomness of it. Anna and I have been having a lot of trouble finding time to make lockpicks because there's always something just slightly more important to do than make lockpicks. Yeah. And that's been frustrating. But, you know, yeah, the only real time is basically just before you. Or just after you send the calling card, isn't it? Yep. Yes. That's, Act- like, that's yep. your one free because time the, to do it. Because that is free. literally the only <laughs> thing you can do that evening. <laughs> yep. 
Uh, I yep. do like that all the dungeons are actually designed now rather than being the sort of random ones from oh, Persona yeah. 4. Mm -hmm. Well, fun. Mementos is your random dungeon layout, but yeah. You are right. Now all the dungeons are fully designed and they have interesting rooms and stuff because they're not random. Yeah. And I heard that you had to explain the cat bus joke to Anna. Yeah, it's a cat bus. Yeah. There's there's an obsession about cats becoming buses in in the human psychology. I'm like, oh, that's a Totoro reference. She's like, what? I'm like, here's a picture. <laughs> oh. <laughs> the cat bus. It's the magic cat Yeah, bus. that one that one took me a second. Oh yeah. <laughs> um the uh yeah so i don't know what's your favorite social link so far i'm gonna i haven't unlocked it just yet but i'm really i think i'm really gonna enjoy the artist guide because as an artist myself i'm gonna relate to him mm. the entire thing with that dungeon and the plagiarism thing just kind of hits me right at home yeah <laughs> nice Yeah, I've not really done enough to be able to tell, but the start of the Temperance one amused me. Which one is Temperance? Uh, the maid. Oh, the, oh, yeah, that's that's kind of our favorite right now. Whenever we have a <laughs> chance, we're calling her over. <laughs> There's a lot of weird stuff going on there. <laughs> yeah. I haven't started that one yet. Yeah, we won't spoil it with more information. Yeah, it okay. is a spoiler to tell you more. Yeah. Okay, because I I was working on getting a bunch of my stats up so that I could start some of some yeah. of them, like the uh, weapon shop guy. I don't yeah, think you can get miss the... it. So. Yeah, you'll get the um, templates one very soon if you're on the second dungeon. Yeah. Okay. Oh, two, oh, two more things I just remembered. One, I noticed that your caretaker kind of looks like Rusty Venture, which is bothering me way too much. Oh, yeah. And two, and two I really like how strangely attached he is to the cat. Mm. But even though he says he isn't, and that he yeah. will have nothing to do with it. That That's such a dad thing. Mm -hmm. I I told Anna, I said, I saw this guy, I said, you know what? He's got black hair, he's older, he's taking care of you for reasons we don't understand, and he wears glasses. I bet you this is you from the future. <laughs> she, she doesn't believe me. Oh, and what did, what did everybody name their team? Oh. De Fantôme. We kept with the French. Um, Bong Squad. Bong Squad! <laughs> What'd you name your team, Alex? Uh, I went boy. I couldn't think of one, so I just went Team Phoenix. Team Phoenix. <laughs> Did you? Alice probably isn't far enough to have a team name. Nope. Yeah. Hmm. All right. I had to go funny for mine. <laughs> yeah. No, that, that, that's the Bong Squad. <laughs> Calling the Bong Squad. All right. Oh, Persona 5. It's good folks it is so good i feel that some of the writing is awkward and not well translated and but the actor delivery kind of makes up for it but i've had multiple people just look at lines that were written here and it's like that's a really awkward line 
what were they thinking with that? <laughs> yeah, I That's noticed the only that. The, I've had. I don't know. I mean, I noticed that the voice acting to me isn't as good as for. But oh, I don't know about that. I, I'm not, I like the act, voice acting personally, but. Yeah. At the same time, I'm kind of okay with it because I'm having so much fun that I'm not really caring. Yeah, I mean, it's not big enough to detract or anything like that, so it's all working. It's all working as needed, so. Music is fantastic, of course. Oh, yeah. It, it's all 70s heist music. Mm-hmm. It's so good. I Well, it, okay. It's not, but if it was, that would oh. be even better. Because uh, I'm just it's trying just... to think, like, what if it was, like, all, like, 70s Bond-style music and stuff? And, like... yeah. Oh my gosh, that would be amazing! And the like, you'd be breaking into windows and stuff. That could be mm-hmm. okay. I can, I'm gonna go play Persona Five. I'm gonna see. Did Did anybody else buy the Take Your Heart edition? We did. We got it. So we have our little Morgana plushie, and yep. a bag that no one wants to actually use because well, we don't ruin it. We don't want to ruin the bag, so so what's the point of having the bag? I don't know. Um, See, I've been I've been wanting to get a picture of one of my cats in the bag. In the and bag. Tweeted that. Oh! Tweeted that. Allison say uh, low budget Morgana cosplay. There you go. There you go. Simon, we're putting you in the bag later. <laughs> I want a cat that looks like Morgana. My mom has a cat that looks like Morgana. Oh, really. Mm-hmm. I just I don't see one that has like little white face like that. She doesn't have the blue eyes though. Yeah, though. What can you so do? So you're gonna have to get some kitty contacts. Kitty con. Mm. Wait, is that a thing? But if my cat saw, we'll go on the color. Ooh, what black cat with a gray or white nose? Uh, or white, yeah, white, white bits. Hmm. So, so it's warm with white on its face, and half of its chin is white. The other one can't do a Morgana cosplay because it's too fat. <laughs> I don't know. I'm looking on Google for images of black cats with white muzzles, and they don't um, really seem to exist. Look up tuxedo cats. No, but they have too much white. They have white on their chest and chin. Oh. We want, like, um, hmm. What is this? Mittens from Go Animate V4. What is that? Okay. Now we're getting into character cats. Alright. I'm going to look up Tuxedo Cats. Tuxedo Cat. Not Tuxedo Mask. That's a different thing. Tuxedo Cat. Hmm. Here's a Tuxedo Cat with a messed up face who looks awesome. So, welcome to CatCast. Um, we really have turned into Cat Fancy, just like Lucifer said we would. <sighs> well, I mean, to be fair, this game stars a cat. And... Oh, it's not our fault, then. <laughs> so, so, I'm asking right now, who's better, Morgana or Teddy? Morgana. Yes, that is the correct answer. I mean, unless you want someone who just looks fabulous in real life, then you need your Teddy. But, no thanks. I want my Morgana. I mean, here's the thing. What other game has a cat that rides around with you in a backpack and gives you life advice? And who doesn't want that in real life? I want that in real life. 
but not my cats. My cats will give terrible advice. Yeah, my cats would probably end up killing me. <laughs> or telling you to kill others. Mm-hmm. Mm, maybe I don't want this. Alex, do you want a cat that give, rides around with you and gives you life advice? Uh, no. Nah. No? <laughs> no. It'd probably be more problematic than... <laughs> Alex, you down indicates. for this? Um, well, I mean, the thing is, cats are really expensive. Okay. <laughs> We're getting too caught up in the logical details, I think. Pascal, do you want a cat to ride around with you and give you life advice? Uh, if, if I could choose, I don't even want a cat, period. Okay. You know what? You all suck. Pascal, what are you playing? Persona 4? You're playing the wrong Persona? <laughs> it's the right one for me because it's the only one I have. Yeah. How far are you into Persona 4, man? Um... Yeah, just only about like maybe four to five hours. Like 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 I said earlier, just past the first dungeon. First dungeon, you're liking it? Yeah, yeah I think it's I'm gonna go back after the after the cast. I'm gonna go play Persona Four. That's a that's a good answer. That's the right answer. Is Chie your waifu yet? <laughs> I guess no. <laughs> no, not yet. Okay, well, you let Oops. us know when you get to that. <laughs> when Chie is your waifu, then you've successfully Persona Ford. Uh, do you I agree, like how Kelly? Much time Oh, I picked uh, Rize as my okay. waifu. All right, of course. Man, <laughs> I went Yuki. Yeah, okay. We got a we got a full split on the Persona Four waifus. No, I tell you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Just screw it. it. I'm going with Teddy. <laughs> Done. <laughs> well, if, if I could have picked a gay waifu, I would have picked Kanji. Uh huh. He's my man. Okay. No idea what everybody's talking about. Pascal, have you been playing other games? Yeah, you ready to get off Persona then? Please help me. Help you. Save hmm. us. Yes, I have. I've been playing um some uh Danganronpa. Dang oh, okay. How how's that treating you? That is an odd game. Has anybody yeah. played that here? Oh yeah. It's amazing. <laughs> I was expecting more um, along the lines of 999 or um, Virtue's Last Reward or any of those. And then you got a little bit more Phoenix Wright than you were expecting? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm also just past the first trial in that. So it's you know it's got the Phoenix Wright with the, the little mini games. It's more mini Truth games. Truth Bullets. Truth Bullets and whatever else. I mean, like the, the first trial just would not take an end. There was one <laughs> mini game after another. <laughs> Well, yeah, but it's kind of crazy, this right? is it. Oh, that... yeah, no, no, of course not. And don't surely this is the last mini game. I mean, I feel like I picked apart every statement and presented a case, and no, there was still more to come. <laughs> mm. I don't know. The story hasn't really grabbed me a lot yet. I think it uh, it it really dragged on for a long time before the fi- the first trial started. Really? Okay. I thought it was. Yeah, yeah I thought it was kind of odd how long it took to get to it. Uh, I can see the first one being a bit slower as it just needs to set everything. But mm-hmm. I, and I think that could really um, like lose the attention of a lot of people before it ever gets to, you know, before it really picks up speed. So I don't know. Again, I'm 
I'm I'm the least the least furthest along compared to everybody that's played it already. What can I say? Not a whole lot. <laughs> I haven't played it. Um, Anna Maria's played it. She's played the first two, and she says the teddy bears are creepy, and she's looking forward to the third game. Yeah, I knew it would be um, violent. I was I'm kind of surprised how violent it gets. Like almost it's it's gratuitously violent. Battle Royale style of violent. The um yeah, one poor, especially when you get to the executions. Mm. Yeah, that's I guess that's what I mean. Like after right after the trial, wow, I was, <laughs> and it was it was all animated, um like anime style. So somebody took the time to draw it all out. It was really um kind of disturbing. Yeah, it's, yeah it's, well, it's all very stylistic in that way. So yeah. <laughs> Well, so maybe you can tell me. I'm wondering: is is there any replay value? Does the story change depending on your choices, or is it the same? Um, you know, the the is the same. Uh, the the first one, the first case is always the same murder, or the second case it's the same. Yeah, it's it, yeah, it's a it's a, it's a linear game, so you don't nothing changes in terms of story. I think the only thing you can do is differently is sort of the free time bits you get where you can talk to other people. Yeah, but I thought it would have been you, great. Yeah. If when that, you finish it once, there's actually sort of another way where you can sort of it unlocks a different mode where you've got a bit more freedom to play around with that. So, uh, well, what I would have liked is if, depending on how you choose to spend your free time, it affects who's killed and who the killer is, and so on. That would have been great. Yeah, that would also have been utterly ridiculous to um, to try to develop. Yeah, <laughs> in the, and yeah, and keep any quality in it anyway. Mm. So that's that's my thoughts on that so far. I'm more interested now to hear about Mafia Three. Is that is that holding uh, up? Is that a good story? Is that fun? Or oh, you said uh. Oh no, not about the game. Just more about me because uh, my theme this week is just kind of I've I've played a little bit of each game. I'm I'm near the beginning. Like I think I've just gotten past the like the official be- opening to the story in Mafia Three. So the the way it starts. Um, it it kind of throws you into a couple of flashbacks as you play the first few missions to to set up like um, to set up where the, the main story begins and that's that's the part I've gotten through so far. I don't know how many hours, maybe oh, okay. maybe again somewhere like three to four hours. So that's kind of the theme for me this week. I I can't speak up to a lot of the the story elements. It's um, one of the things I don't know if you remember, Chris. That was the game from um, E3 that I thought was kind of like my game of the show. Yeah. I, I have seen what you're just talking about, like the whole flashback sequence and then a very little bit after that. And I thought, oh, that's interesting. I could get into that eventually once I had some extra time and wanted to do something different. And I don't anticipate that ever actually happening. <laughs> so I was wa- hoping to live through you a little. Oh, maybe. Okay. And, and you will be able to more next time. But, um, <laughs> it's I, I've had it on my shelf still shrink wrapped for a long time and I've just always kind of put it off and then I started hearing not so great things about how the open world is kind of yeah empty more I or less that it, too. You know? mm-hmm. so um but the thing that really that I liked about it at E3 was the way that the the soundtrack um and the action kind of went together and it so even with my limited uh time with it so far it, it has this, an amazing uh soundtrack of like 60s Seven, well, yeah, I guess some seventies era too, maybe. Uh, rock and roll and 
soul and like, blues, jazz, anything really. Yeah. So that's been a lot of fun. Yeah. Good, good, good. All right, that's that's Mafia Three. All right. Um, I'm just looking through here. It looks like Jonathan was hoping to be on the show today. He's not here. I'm sad because he was the one playing Cosmic Star Heroine, it looks like. And we could also t- ask him about how bad Andromeda was. Um, but uh, uh, I guess we don't have him. But uh, Kelly, mm-hmm. how's e- Ulthan Felgana going for you? Your ease game. I'm hoping to finish it tonight. Because um, I'm going to Austin to Wednesday, Austin, Texas to Wednesday. So I've got like an eight hour car ride. And that way I can go right into Memories of Silsetia. Mm-hmm. And hopefully the time in the car will just fly by while I'm playing that. But um, Oath and Vilgana is really good. It's the remake of Yeast 3. And going from Yeast 2 to this one has been kind of interesting because you go from a top-down action RPG to a Metroidvania. <laughs> okay. And I've been really getting on my husband's nerves playing in bed because he's like, will you turn the other way so that you're not clicking the keys so furiously because the platforming in this game is just absurd. That's funny. Yeah. But I, I'm slowly getting through it. It's a really good game. It's one of those games that every time I've played it, it's like I don't see how they remade this from the ground up from Yeast 3. Because I've, I've played Yeast 3. I, I never finished it. I used to play it on the Sega channel back in the day. Was it a Metroidvania then as well? Yeah, so I, I couldn't get very far in that one, mainly because mm. I just didn't know what the heck I was doing. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, Yeast 3 is... Oh, Othan Vulgana is really good. And I can't wait to dive into Celsetia soon. Celsetia was the reason why I ended up um, pulling the trigger on a Vita. Oh, okay. Yeah, because I think they came out with that 20th anniversary special edition. You really took your time to get to that. Yeah. No, no, I've played it before. I'm just playing through it again. Okay. Yeah, no. No, when I got my Vita, like Celsetia was the number one first thing I popped. Right. Yeah. yeah, the first thing I popped in and played through. And um, yeah, I can't wait to play through that again. I'm like, my goal is to get through all seven games before eight comes out in June. Hmm. And that sh- that shouldn't take me too long because all of these games are really short. Oh, are they? Okay. Yeah. So now you've got me thinking about old games. Mm-hmm. Um, I went to, Anna and I went to Midwest Gaming Classic last weekend. That's why we had no show. So we were out at the uh, at the Midwest Gaming Classic. Ha- happens in Milwaukee area every year. Um, they've got a vendor area with old games. They've got an arcade room and pinball and a bunch of talks and stuff like that. So it's an old game festival. Um, and I went around looking for like SNES stuff to buy that, you know, I had never really experienced. So I went to GameRankings.com. I brought up a list of top-ranked games on the SNES. And I said, all right, what's the stuff on here I've never touched, never seen, never owned, um, that isn't, like, obscenely expensive or anything? And it turns out that all the stuff that's on the SNES that you actually want to own, none of it is in the $6 or $5 range. It's all, like, 
$30 or higher for in general, which is kind of, yeah. yeah, it's kind of weird. Um, maybe super Mario world isn't, but the rest of them are because they're all like these RPGs or super Metroid or earthbound. And it's like, Oh, <laughs> you're not getting these for cheap. <laughs> Yeah, SNES games have skyrocketed in price. Um, my husband and I last year ended up finding a box copy of Metroid Super Metroid for fifty bucks, and then we looked it up on eBay, and that one, in perfect condition, goes for like one hundred and twenty for a box copy. So thankfully, I'm not stupid enough to want a box copy for for my yeah. little whims here because that would be awful. Um, well. This was a case of us catching a game store slipping. Yeah, no, that's a good point. Hmm. And that's what I was going to ask you is, you know, you're at this gaming convention. People know what they've got. How reasonable are the prices? No, they're not great. I mean, they're really not great. I mean, you're you're talking some some you'll see variances between the vendors and if you know what you're doing on eBay or you know where to go on like forums to trade games, you can do better than you can at a show okay. like this. Um, some vendors, though, will have stuff you just don't see often and they'll have a mm-hmm. boxed copy that's in great condition of this or that. And they're going to ask an arm and a leg for it. Um, I saw a lot of games this year over $300 and over $500. And I don't usually see that at this show. Um, you see a couple and they sell and they're always like, they were always like Panzer Dragoon Saga and it would sell in the first 20 minutes and then people would talk for the rest of the weekend about the guy who bought the Panzer Dragoon Saga. And yes, one year that was me. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, y- you don't... Yeah, this this weekend um, I saw a lot more of that. So it, it seems like the show's getting to that point where they know that the collectors come and they're really trying to milk them. Because <laughs> um, that is one thing that is getting incredibly frustrating about collecting retro games is not being able to get decent deals anymore. Because when my husband and I went to Colorado last year, I think we hit every single retro game store in the area, and all of them were overcharging. And a, and a lot of the vendors who come to this show are like retro game stores in mm-hmm. the Milwaukee, Chicago, um, lower Wisconsin, upper Illinois area. So you're getting a lot of those same guys. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. I mean, you know, I'm not looking to get like a Tron Bond for 50 bucks or anything. I understand the super. Oh, I haven't games. seen a Tron Bond. <laughs> I mean, I, under, I understand that the super rare games are not going to be cheap. Mm-hmm. What I'm getting frustrated at is the stuff like Green Label Final Fantasy VII's for 50 bucks. Yep. Hmm. I didn't see a lot of Final Fantasy VII's now that you bring it up. <laughs> no, but that, that's just the example that I'm throwing out. You know, stuff that isn't really yep. that rare, mm-hmm. that isn't that sought after, that these shops are wanting an arm and a leg for. So because at this show, think... yeah. people wanted 30, $35 for Illusion of Gaia. Do you think that's good or bad? That's bad. That's I mean, bad. I've only seen that one going for maybe 20 bucks. Yeah. Um, Mega Man X for $35. Seems high. Yeah, Mega Man. The original Mega Man X shouldn't be that expensive. That's not a rare game. I know, but it's popular apparently. I I know. <laughs> and actually, one of those two games was 25, and I'm not sure which. Because I remember okay. one was 35, one was 25. So out of those, <laughs> one was either an okay price and one was a terrible price. <laughs> <laughs> 
And uh, and I yeah, go ahead. And I know that the price that you know the prices are going to keep climbing as these games yep. get older. I I understand that, but the gouging for the stuff that's pre- considered pretty common is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. So so here's what I did. I mean, uh, so I went through that list and I picked up a couple games. I picked up Illusion of Gaia because I've never played that. I picked up um, Mega Man X because I've never played that. And I think those are the only two English games I picked up. Um, Anamri got uh, Shin Megami Tensei If for the Super Famicom. Um, and we got that for 20 bucks in a box. Um, so that was pretty good. Um, I'm jealous. I want. <laughs> yeah, that was a good deal. He was trying to unload inventory at the end of the show. And um, yeah, that went well. Uh, <laughs> um, and he, uh, the problem is there's no English. Tra- the English translation for that isn't done. So mm-hmm. that was kind of uh if we could get it for a good price, that's an investment in the future. <laughs> um, we also picked up Bahamut Lagoon for the Super Famicom. And let's see, what else did we get? I picked up one oh, of those. You... Oh, go ahead. So you have a Retron 5. That's we do. Right. Yes. So I have, we can, yeah. I have the tabs ripped out of my SNES ah. for imports. Yeah, other games I was I was looking for was like Secret of Evermore, and I found one copy of the show, and it was one of those like nice in box copies for sixty bucks. And I'm like, I don't want to pay that much because I don't think I would like the game that much. <laughs> and then Sunset yes. Riders would be nice, but everyone wanted like eighty bucks or higher, or hundred ten bucks rather for that. Mm-hmm. Sunset Riders is really expensive. <laughs> yeah, it's because it's one of those Konami games that mm. really really popular back in the day. Yeah. So then there was another game I didn't get that I thought about getting. And so this is my question of the week, personally. And I don't know if it'll be your overall question of the week, but it is my question of the week. Is Breath of Fire 2 worth picking up and playing now? I think so, but I'm also a super fangirl of that series and that game in particular because Cat is kind of one of my favorite video game characters of all time. Mm. but that's my bias talking i i think that's an excellent game did you know there's so i did i i did pick up like a rom of it just to try it out um okay Mm so i i bought an 8-bit do snes fc30 controller one of those bluetooth snes controllers um that 8-bit do 8-bit do makes and that's that's nice and i was testing it out last night i'm like i need to try a game with this uh i gotta download a rom oh i'll try out that uh breath of fire 2 thing that's kicking around in my head to see if i want to buy the cartridge or not and so I downloaded the, that ROM, and oh my god, that translation is terrible. It mm-hmm. is what a terrible, terrible. The, I, and from what I remember, I don't think the the uh, Game Boy Advance version is that much better. Ugh, really? I mean, I didn't I, know that. That, that was that was the version that I played. There was a Game Boy Advance version. So what um, I did is I went looking, and I found out that yes, somebody has retranslated it, and mm-hmm. and it's one of those fan translations where they may have put too much effort into it, so they may have you know, gussied it up a bit too much, but I did try that out and it was like, oh my God, sentences that are properly constructed and no more problems with your being spelled wrong instead of your, and oh my, this is amazing now. <laughs> and so if I do play it, I'm definitely going to want to play it with this retranslation <laughs> patch because oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, okay. I have yet to play through that translation patch. I need to. I am... Um... I was having a discussion with a, a friend of mine earlier today um, when I realized that I played through the uh, Breath of Fire 2, I think, twice mm-hmm. on the Game Boy Advance. I did really enjoy it. And then 
earlier this year, I, I went and read a, um, a Let's Play of it, and I was looking through it, and I'm like, wait, this happened? <laughs> I just, I, I, you know, I, I played the game through twice, and yet I couldn't actually remember some of it. <laughs> Is that because of the translation, or just you forgot? I just forgot. Oh, okay. I, I remember. I clean. I mean, I obviously remember. I remember the important story beats, but I, everything that happened in between them, I just completely blanked on. Like, <laughs> I didn't understand what was happening at the beginning of the game at first, and I'm like, why is everyone talking so weird to me now? And like, then I load up the translation patch, and I realize, oh, everyone doesn't know I exist anymore for some reason. That's important to the plot, and that's the whole point of this. This isn't just really poorly written dialogue. This is part of the story. I get it now. This is advancedly (laughs) written dialogue. dialogue. (laughs) I'm like, I thought, like, just everyone was being translated really bad, and, like, it turns out, no, they were just being, they were being translated bad, but not as bad as I thought. (laughs) It was part of the story. (laughs) Like, why did he call me thief? I don't get it. <laughs> he was so nice earlier. <laughs> yeah. All right. <laughs> uh, all right. So those are my ex- adventures with uh, Breath of Fire 2. Um, let me know in the comments if you think Breath of Fire 2 is worth going back to. Uh, obviously, Kelly and Alice seem to be pro Breath of Fire 2. Um, is that the best Breath of Fire game, by the way? Mm, what I about the other ones? Say- I almost want to say three is three is just because three has the best story and is kind of the most polished four is very dark is three not on the super nintendo because like two is the one that's rated higher on the super nintendo yeah three is the playstation and psp ah okay four is playstation four only and we don't talk about five we don't talk about five okay which one's dragon quarter that's five okay are you sure you don't... For, do we not talk about 5, or did your fa- save file get erased, and that's why we don't talk about 5? No, I just... I don't really like 5 all that much. <laughs> 5 was kind of... 5 uh, sounds so cool from a th- it, concept. It sounds so cool on paper, but it is... <laughs> for me, it's a slog. Yeah. Alright. Alright. Uh, what else we got going on? Um, I've also been playing. Well, we talked about Persona. I've also been playing more Final Fantasy XI. Just some some event stuff. Got some gear. Who cares? And then Hearthstone. I've been playing tons of Hearthstone. So I joined a Hearthstone league at my work. So I'm I'm totally all in on Hearthstone now. Um, I bought all the new, the new expansion. I'm enjoying making decks with dinosaurs and doing crazy secret mage things and just all these sorts of cool new decks that you can do with the the journey to ungrow expansion and i am terrible at hearthstone and but i'm learning i'm getting better and, it, and it's fun to like be like oh i'm growing cool but man do you have to you have to play a lot and spend a lot of money on cards and and dot and lose a lot and that's uh that's how games go i guess that's how competitive games go and uh i will let you guys know as I advance through the ranks, um, right now I'm rank 19 on the ladder. I need to ladder a lot more. I was doing a lot of quests and stuff. Now it's time to ladder. And uh, hopefully I can be 15 or higher by next week. But I'll let you know. All right. Is the um, is the Hearthstone online community accepting of you as a, a learner? I'm, there's no interactions for me to be shut down, right? Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> I, I guess I don't know where I would be. This isn't like uh, League of Legends or something where they just trash talk you throughout the whole match. So, 
there's there's no opportunity for that. These are one-on-one games where Blizzard has intentionally kept it so that you can't tra- uh, chat during the game with your opponent. You can just emote. So much yeah. better that way. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, you could say in that way, very accepting, because <laughs> I don't have to deal with any crap. <laughs> it's just I win I, or I, I lose. <laughs> I get you- talked down to by eight-year-olds on a daily basis in uh, Rocket League. In Rocket League? Oh, I'm so sorry. All the time. Yeah. <laughs> Why aren't you getting any better? Why are you such garbage? No, I, I have been, but, you why know. Why are you garbage? I still, I still have a... <laughs> Pascal, why are you garbage? That's that's a, a theme for just a full podcast one day. <laughs> why <laughs> but, are you garbage? <laughs> yeah, I won't be on that one. You guys can talk about it. <laughs> You're not going to show up. How are you going to get better then? <laughs> By listening to it after, why, after why are you garbage? Yeah, no, I get I get talked down to by eight year olds every day, and I I have been getting better, but I also have a life, and I can't I can't be as good as they are. Yeah, that's what I'm worried about. But uh, then I realize uh, there's a lot of room on this ladder, so I can probably get a lot higher than I am without having to deal with the people who do nothing but stream Hearthstone for a living. So, um, yeah, I'll see where I can get. Um, so I need to know, Chris, two two impo- very important Hearthstone questions. Oh, I'm not good enough at this to answer these things, I bet. No, no, it, it's simple questions. It's, have you rage-quitted, and have you caused somebody to rage-quit? Um, not... It, I have not caused someone to rage-quit in this most recent spat of playing that I've been doing. I did do that, like, early on. Because I think they thought I was playing some archetype that was like cancer on the ladder. And they just saw me like play a card and they're like, oh, screw this. And they quit. And I thought it was amazing. I was, and I laughed for a while. Um, but I don't rage quit. I, I wait until I'm dead. Um, because you never know how a game's going to go. Usually. Also, yes. I, I'm playing in a league against people who are all better. I am complete. I have gotten zero wins in my league play. I, I have. Well, no, I won one game, but won zero matches. So I'm one for nine um, as far as individual games go. And so I have, uh, I'm used to dying and I've, I'm, I'm dealing with it. Because my rule when I do play Hearthstone is that I will not rage quit. I will take my licks, but I love it when I make other people rage quit. When you like buff up a minion to just an unsettling degree and they're just like, screw this, I'm done. Well, just play pirates and then they'll quit as soon as you bring out patches. Uh. Yeah, no, it's a thing. <laughs> People don't want to deal with pirates. All right. <laughs> oh, it's fun. I'm I'm starting to learn what all the deck names mean, and like I still don't know what hand lock means, but I know what like zoo and disco lock mean, and so I'm like I'm getting better. You know, I'm learning things. Um, I know what a patron warrior is, though, even though he's not part of the meta anymore. And yeah, this is this is like. There's a whole world being unlocked for me. And then as soon as I play Hearthstone for a while, I'm like, wait, there's so many other TCGs. I wonder if any of them are good too. And it turns out a couple of them are, and you have to pick one. You can't play them all. It's like trying to play three or four MMOs at once. You can't do that. Mm-hmm. You can't do it. So that's why I've put no time into WoW. You put time into WoW, right, Kelly? Yeah, I'm trying to unlock flying since they took out that requirement to have Legion invasions be part of the achievement so i am like literally only a little over 1500 away from getting revered with the um, legion fall are invasions back in the game 
Yeah, invasions are back in the game, but they took it out of the meta for the flying requirement. I mean, whatever. I had so much fun with invasions before. I should go back and do more of those. Oh, oh, the invasions are fun and they're awesome. I'm just glad that you don't have to have to do them yeah, to yeah. I uh, want get to the. Them. I want to do them. Why'd they take it out? What were people because complaining about? They were popping when people were either asleep or at work. Oh, they're very. And... Were they not, so? That wasn't like before, where it was nonstop invasions. Yeah, well, I mean, I think they've fixed it since then, but they thought that it was unfair to have an achievement be tied to the, the meta be tied to a schedule yeah. like that or be tied to that kind of RNG. So they just took it out and you've just got to explore the world, get revered and something else for the flying. Yay, flying. All right. Cool. Which that that decision right there kind of tells me that this is the A team working on this expansion and not the Draenor team because the Draenor team would have been like, well, screw don't, you. I don't think they have multiple teams like people think, but all right. You think that, but <sighs> the, the, you're right. I do. I think that <laughs> the anti the anti frustration measures in this expansion versus Draenor have been like night and day. Mm-hmm. So I will continue to wear that tinfoil hat. <laughs> it's comfortable. All right. Yes. All right, let's see. Who's next? Alex, what have you been playing? Uh, about side of percent of five, lots of baseball. Baseball? Two baseball games. Yeah. What's up with that? Yeah. Oh, one where you're managing the teams and one. Well, well, managing, yes. The yeah, managing one basically play. plays itself. <laughs> and so and while that's like, going on, you play on your other game, on your other place, yeah. on your PlayStation, you play the other game. Yep, pretty much. <laughs> Gaming while you game. So how is MLB the show 17? Oh, it's fine. I mean, it's an update to... It's like, well, like it looks like everything else. Right. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, this one's got various improvements. Do the uh, uniforms the, like, look even more real? I think so. <laughs> it's like the play to the show mode, which is what I usually end up playing, there's a slightly different tweak. So now they sort of pretend it's a sports documentary. When you get scenes now, so you sort of get a narrator sort of explaining what's going on. So you get sort of a mini cutscene where the narrator says, some sort of, well, I think I got called up from double A AA to triple A, so it sort of had a cutscene there explaining that it's a big moment in the rookie's career, etc. Which is a pretty neat touch. So it's just a little bit of feeling like a story then. Yeah, so, yeah it's just basically sort of. Yeah, putting something over the top of it just to make it look more <laughs> right, so engaging. You're, you're going to be in the uh, the World Series soon? I know, it depends on the, the rest of my team, really. <laughs> Assuming yeah. I go to a... But you can't control the rest of the team. <laughs> no. Just hope you get traded to a good one, huh? Yep. All right. Usually when I play, I end up getting traded in the first couple of seasons before I actually even make it to the, the majors. So we'll uh. see if that happens here. Hmm. At the moment, so I'm with the AAA team for the Diamondbacks. So, All right, well, you keep you keep doing well. Yep. All right. <laughs> I am at the moment. I keep I've hit more home runs than I usually do. In well, that's good. So far. Yeah. All right. Uh, that... yeah, no, that's, that's pretty much me outside the Persona Five, Persona Five, and baseball. <laughs> that brings us to Alice. You've been playing more Fantasy Star Online too. In fact, I think you're yep. playing it right now. Yep. <laughs> Are you still flying around Las Vegas? 
Um, not at the moment, actually. Um, so what I managed to do was I ran into I, I ran to the game's original level cap, and then I got my subclass to the game's original level cap. Um, so I had uh, 75 Braver, 75 Hunter. Um, I then also went through the process for unlocking the road to level 80, uh, and I hit level 76 this morning. Okay, that's good, um, right? So I am I am now basically. I've sort of now ran into the end game. Um, I have expert block access. I have extra hard difficulty unlocked. And everything from here is um, doing things like 12 person, uh, like raid style quests and trying not to die horribly. Or at the very least, trying not to die embarrassingly. Because when you've got 11 other people like with you, it, you know, I try and keep up appearances. Alright. So, I seem to have stunned you into silence. No, I'm just, I'm watching a video of like a raid boss and trying to understand what's going on here. And basically, Which one are you I watching? Don't. Uh, uh, PS2, PS Online 2, Magatsu XX, XH, Braver, Hunter, level 75, no, uh, so the, yeah, the Magatsu one is interesting just because it's basically a ripoff of Attack on Titan. Okay. Um, the one I've been, the ones that I've been doing are the uh, recently are the tower defense ones, which are really quite difficult on extra hard. Um, it gives you either three or four towers, and then you have to fight against multiple waves of enemies. Mm -hmm. um, the last update added one called uh, the virtual reality training, which is a three tower six wave mission. Uh, but what makes it different from different from the other ones is because it's VR in quotes. They can throw in all kinds of different enemies, so they they massively vary the uh, the like the enemy attack waves. It's also really difficult. Even on um, I think my last run, which was done in the expert blocks, um, I we still only had a it was about fifteen twenty percent clear. So the of the three bases, we had two destroyed, and the last one was looking pretty unhealthy. Hmm. So, um, yeah, that was uh, yeah, tricky but fun, and that's basically what I've been doing. So you haven't been doing any Eurobeat Euro torpedo dodging. Nope. Um, you have not been delivering missiles. Nope. Um, th those two things make me sad. But you have been playing the new Stellaris expansion. Yep. How's that? Um, interesting. I I really like it. I, there are some people who are a little bit down on it because, uh, as with because because the expansion came with a like an absolutely massive patch as well that's overhauled a couple of fairly major gameplay mechanics. Um, there are people who I think are waiting until there's a couple of the bugs are straightened out. But from all the stuff I've played so far, I've really enjoyed it. Okay. Um, so, so the primary thing um, to bear in mind is they changed how um, population ethos works. Um, in older versions of the game, um, there was this whole, uh, I mean, you probably remember this, there was that whole ethics drift mechanic. Yeah. Um, and so your population had like a, usually had your, your empire's governing ethics, but they kind of could drift away and they'd get unhappy because of your policies. Um, what they've done now is um, 
they've revamped it so that your empire populations now only have a single non-fanatic uh, ethos. And they kind of drift towards other ones dependent on factors inside your empire. So if you have lots of long-standing wars, for example, um, your populations will sort of begin to drift like towards militarist um, and things like that. And then you um, you have factions which are founded by the various ethoses um, who have their own happiness requirements or what they expect from your empire and things like that. Uh, it just basically leads to a lot better structure for internal politics uh, within your empires. Um, some of the other things they've added are um, mega structures, so you can now build um, Dyson spheres and ring worlds. Yes, those are cool. Um, and also space habitats, so you can build like space stations that work as serve as planets that are smaller than ring worlds. You just build them in orbit around the planet. So they're yeah. for building uh, in situations where you're very boxed in. You don't have to declare war in order to get more territory because you okay. can just build space stations. Um, They've also added a hive mind, like a proper hive mind, um, uh, that you can pick at uh, Empire Generation. How does that um, work? Hive, hive, hive minds are interesting because none of their populations have uh, happiness because you're a hive mind, you know. <laughs> there is, um, but that also no means they wouldn't have all the same. competing ethoses either, right? Yeah, no. So they have. They don't actually deal with the faction mechanic at all. That sounds great. Um, you don't be, have to deal with any other bullshit. Just well, here's go. the thing is, um, uh, is uh, pleasing factions within your empire can give you, um, like, there are bonuses for doing so, so you can get uh, influence points from them. Um, also, increased happiness levels and increased happiness can lead to increased production values. So basically, by, dealing, by not having to deal with the factions, is you gain not having to deal with them, so therefore you don't get any of the downsides, but you also don't get any of the upsides either. Yeah. So. so can you you can um, have hive minds for any type of species, right? Yep. So your robotic hive minds, fungal hive minds, you can't, you fish can't have a, you can't have a, The only one you can't have is a robotic one. Oh, come on! Why can't yeah, I have robotic the hive they minds? Have, they haven't done no the board for yet. you. But th that's so obvious, though! Yeah, no, I think what may happen is they now that they have a system in place for it is this will come as part of like a like a future. There'll be another patch for it um, at the moment. Um, there are also things called uh, traditions, which you unlock through unity, which basically works exactly the same as culture and civilization five. You might be familiar with. Yeah. Um, when you finish one of those branches, which have five like bonuses in um you get something called an ascension perk which is usually some kind of very powerful bonus um which also includes things like depending on your uh empire you can do things like unlocking your psionic potential um turning everyone into cyborgs uh, you can't do both at the same time unfortunately um gaining like huge numbers of uh trait points so you can genetically modify your species like crazy uh, and even on un and unlocks things like Dyson spheres and ring worlds. Yeah, no, it's it's you know I think it's introduced a lot of. I think some people are even calling it like you know this is what kind of Stellaris 1.0 should have been sort of thing. Um, but 
you know, I'm, I'm, I personally am very happy with Stellaris' development, and I'm very happy to support the developers, um, and I'm really enjoying it. That's pretty cool. How many expansions I to... do I need to buy at this point now to catch up? There are, there are only, at the moment, there are only two. Okay. Um, there is Leviathans, which I think you already have. I can't remember. Leviathans is the one that introduces the new space monsters. Sure. I'm, uh, no, you had that. Oh yeah, I had that. You, you just have, joined you my host game. The game host of the game, yeah. Yeah. We should do another yeah, game. So like, and then and then Utopia is the current one, which um the like for example the population uh, ethics like rework that's that's part of the patch, but stuff like Dyson spheres that's part of the expansion. Okay, cool. There's a list somewhere that details all of the changes to patch 1.5 and then all of the additions. All right. That's a cool game. Yeah. Who made this? For, uh, Paragon? Paradox. Paradox. Yeah, Paradox. Sorry. Paradox. People who made Crusader Kings 2 and uh, Europa Juventus See, I think all those saves should import into this game. I like that idea. Well, you can always fluff your Roman Empire goes to space. Yeah. Just got to set them. The only, oh, yeah, that was actually one of, the, one of the changes they did make, actually, was um, they, they, had a, um, they weren't really quite sure about the... Originally, one of the things you could pick for your empire was a choice between um collective collectivist and individualist yeah uh they changed that in this one to authoritarian and egalitarian oh okay because it kind of lends itself to that split a bit better yeah that makes more sense for me yeah so we should um we should play and did they add like more um portraits and and animal type styles and stuff um i think there are a couple that are available as dlc um i'm not sure if any were added in 1.5 um they've also reported that 1.6 will be a uh, like a quality of life patch so contain lots of bug fixes lots of you know tightening of Tightening of um, tighten the nuts and the bolts and the... yeah, tighten the nuts and the bolts. Just streamline the mechanics and stuff like that. Sure, you know, all still good stuff. Yeah, but probably not quite as like sort of majorly game changing as one point five was. All right. Is there any deal on Stellaris? Uh, looks like Leviathan. Uh, I think you just you just on missed sale. one. I think that was one last week. No. Yeah, nothing for you to. Oh wait. Oh. Game Billet has it for $16 off, or $16 rather, and DL Gamer has it for 15% off. There we go. It's a little bit, teeny bit off. All right, whatever. All right, cool. We should get into the news, folks, because we've got plenty of news. All right, Destiny 2 was announced. Anyone care? Um, I was thinking about it just because it's on PC. I didn't think the... the the I thought the PS4 one was alright. Yeah, no, it's it's good. It's just you know, like at this point, people are like, yeah, we knew you were doing Destiny two, and uh, why don't you let us know when it's when it's out and we can see if you made it good this time. <sighs> it's coming out yeah, this year. We, I think that was the problem. Was uh, Destiny in its original like original launch was a bit uh, underwhelming for people, especially because of how much it was hyped. Yeah, um, see, and I, I went in after the hype, so it was, like, really nice to me because I had low expectations, and it was like, all right. Yeah, and I went in a Taken King where they had... Uh, oh, yeah, there you go. You, you basically got a free high-level character. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, yeah, that was... Of course, on Disney like, 2, you're going to have to start all new characters. 
Well, I can probably deal with that. It will be on PS4, Xbox One, and PC. September 8th, 2017. You can pre-order it now. There is a crazy expensive, this is wrong sort of edition that you can spend $250 on um, and get an ugly bag. Um, It's probably all sold out by now. Let's hope. Or let's hope it was. Let's hope nobody buys it. Actually, is what we should hope. But at least that bag you could actually use. You wouldn't uh, mind using it. Yeah, I wouldn't mind using it as like, you know, something to catch dirty plumbing or something. I don't know. What do you do with bags Ow. you don't care about? Um, use them. Okay, you just use them. <laughs> but I don't want yeah, to be seen with it. <laughs> it's not like your Persona Five bag, which yeah, but you like so much. I don't much want. That you I don't want someone it. seeing me with that bag and saying, "Oh, he has terrible taste." Do I? All right, maybe I do. All right, Ease Origin. This is for Kelly. Ease Origin is getting a physical edition. Do you care? Yes, I signed up for limited oh, run did. games so that I can keep an eye on that because I'm gonna want that pretty bad. Are you also into Mages of Mistralia? Um, it sounds interesting. And so they're kickstarting a physical version of that, and uh, Ray Gigant. And well, whatever. That one was sold out already. It sold out already. Okay. Yeah. Jeez. Well then, too bad. Um. Ah, that's one of the ones I should play. I have no time for this stuff. So many games I want to play. I can't play any of them. I got life. You need to pause for a bit. All right. All right. We have a new spin-off of Marvel's Hero 2016 that's coming to console. Yeah, not Marvel Heroes 2016. It's a spin-off of it, but it's called uh, Marvel Heroes Omega. Uh, it's isometric MMO action RPG, so it's going to be very similar to Marvel Heroes, it sounds like. It's going to be completely free to play, have in-game purchases just like the other one, uh, the paid currency, free currency, and it'll be closed beta on PS4, which can be accessed by purchasing the Founders Pack through the PlayStation Store. And if you're in the test, you'll receive Daredevil for free when the final game comes out. The release is planned for spring, and Xbox One is getting it as well at some unspecified time in the future. Hmm. Trails in the Sky, the third, got a release date. Who's a Trails fan on here? Me. Okay. Yep. All right. Two Trails fans. You excited? Did you not notice the news? coming out no i did isn't this one kind of a side story to trails one and two yeah i think it is sort of sort of just sort of yeah okay well it's a it's a sort of mixture of sort of an epilogue and it's sort of a separate story yeah so all right well it's coming out on pc on may 3rd is it just on pc yeah just on pc okay um, Legend of Heroes Trails of Cold Steel and Legend of Heroes Trails of Cold Steel 2 are also coming to PC. Uh, originally, you could only get them on PS3 and Vita. Now they will be on PC with extra vo- dialogue voiced. You think they're going to patch that into the original games? Or is this PC exclusive? Nope. It's going to be PC. Well, basically, Xseed is, gets to do coding when they get the PC version so they can actually add stuff into it. Oh, they're, so they, they, don't, they don't really have the license to do it with the PSC uh, or Vita versions. That's weird. All right. Well, then, um, if you want the definitive version of Cold, Tro- Cold Steel 1 and 2, it sounds like PC. It's the way to go. Maybe you can play it on your GPD Win by one of those weird $400 portable laptops. Team handheld. Team handheld. 
All right, uh, Darksiders Warmastered Edition is <laughs> coming to Wii U for what? <laughs> yeah, so Darksiders Warmaster Edition, it got delayed, but now it's finally coming out on uh, Wii U on May 23rd for $20. So if you've been waiting, there you go. That's just so frustrating. I like both of the Darksiders, but I've been waiting for years for it because it's, you know, it's, it just seems like a great fit for like a four game series and all the announcements keep being on re-releases of the first two. I don't think you're going to get any more real Darksiders games at this point. I mean, I think the IP was picked up though. Yeah. They picked up the IP, but that doesn't mean any of the original people can ever be involved necessarily, or things are going to be weird. Right. Well, if, but I mean, nothing even has been announced for, I don't think a Darksiders three in the works. So that's, that's the frustrating part. Yeah. Well, if you're frustrated by I Am Setsuna on the Switch, there's going to be some DLC for it. I don't know if it'll make it any better for you. It's free. It's a temporal battle arena where you take your party through increasingly difficult battles that will result in rewards. So, I don't know. Um, The DLC may only be coming to the Switch version, but uh, yeah, it sounds like it is Switch exclusive. So, yeah. The definitive Setsuna experience, I guess. Uh, Square Enix announced Dragon Quest XI's release date for PlayStation 4 and Nintendo 3DS. This is for the Japanese version. Still no word on the U.S. release, really. Um, Japanese version coming out on July 29, 2017. <laughs> and you could buy the games in separately, of course. And there's also going to be a double pack that lets you buy the PS4 and 3DS version in one package. Why would you do that? I don't... That's two different consoles. And... All right, so if it's they can't have cross save between the PS4 and the 3DS, so why would you buy both? Actually, they they sort of do. They do. They're, yeah, they're using the um, oh, trying to what it's called, but there's a spell in like the original Dragon Quest, which sort of doubled up as a save thing, and they're sort of doing a version of that in Dragon Quest. 11. Between the PlayStation 4 and the 3DS, though. Yeah. That's weird. Okay, it's right here. <laughs> Details about the spell of restoration. This spell creates a record of the player's progress, but does not store everything, like character names, which can be used interchangeably between the PS4 and 3DS versions. I don't know how they pulled that off and got the platform holders to sign off on it, but there you go. You can buy your crazy... It comes with a sword, or it looks like it comes with a sword. Maybe it's a I think that's just sword. in the box. It's just a box? It's box art of a sword? Okay. Yeah, I think it's box art of a sword. And you have these two boxes that look like they're books and the game set inside them, but they are not books. They are, it's not a sword. It's just really expensive, I bet. And uh, it is only through Square Enix's online store and the Lawson HMV stores in Japan. So there you go. No release date for the Switch version. Nothing about a Western release yet. So there you go. And you can see so, videos of both versions, it looks like. I'm curious if this does get a Western release, if uh, Sony and Nintendo of America are going to play ball and do the same thing for us, or if we're just going to be SOL and we're going to have to choose. Do we actually just have the same video on here twice for the 3DS version? It's very confusing. Okay, I think we do. All right. So anyway... We do have the two videos side by side, so you can see kind of what's going on 3DS and what's going on PS4. 
and uh, then we have an extra copy of the 3DS version just in case you need to see it again. And so go check that out and uh, get excited and hope that we can do that here too because that'd be neat. I'm hoping. Yeah. And there's dragons it looks like. So don't worry. The Dragon Quest game will have dragons. Alright. So, uh, that's your Dragon Quest update. Sega has announced a release date for Yakuza Kiwami. That's the remake of the first Yakuza game. I'm excited for this. It is coming out August 29th, 2017. The European release is the same day. Uh, it's going to be published at $29.99, or £30, or €35, Euros, and it comes in a steelbook case, and I've already pre-ordered it. Um, so, yeah. The steelbook case looks pretty cool. It's got, um, um, you know, the two guys, your Kiryu and your Majimas, and uh, the girls in there, too, in the case. And so, yeah. Go check that out and see if you want to get into the Yakuza remake. All right. Uh, Nintendo Direct happened, guys. So yep. a lot of stuff announced in this Direct. A lot of stuff. So Ever Oasis got another... <laughs> Yet another plug in a Nintendo Direct. It's got a release date now. So June 23rd, 2017. That's a 3DS um, RPG from the Secret of Mana guys. Uh, Monster Hunter Stories is beginning localized in the West. Woo! Yes. Monster Hunter Stories coming to the West on 3DS. Now, I thought that game came out on Wii U as well. I guess not. But, no, uh, no, it was 3DS only. It was, it was only ever 3DS? Okay. But anyway, I'm excited. That's like Monster Hunter, the Japanese RPG version. <laughs> it's turn-based battles and everything, and you tame a monster, and it's going to be really cute. I don't know if it's any good, but I've been hoping this would come over, and so I'm excited to see that. No announcements of any new actual Monster Hunter games, um, so I'm a little disappointed in that because Japan's got like this sequel to Generations out, and it's really good, and I'm wishing we had it, but I uh, guess... Uh, that's not going to happen. Uh, Yokai Watch 2 is getting another version. It's the the diamond to the ruby and sapphire. Um, it is Yokai Watch 2 Psychic Specters, and it'll be coming out in the fall. And Anna Marie's all excited to play Yokai Watch 2 again because <laughs> it kind of shuffles up the story and stuff. Um, any of you going to pick up the new Yokai Watch? Now that this is the definitive version, I might give this one a shot. It sounds like Yokai Watch Two is pretty good, so yeah, I'm still waiting for Inazuma Eleven Go Three. Yeah, you keep waiting. <sighs> RPG Maker Fest comes out on June 23rd. Miitopia is a new Mi RPG. I don't know how that's working. Like, is it a standalone game or is it? It looks like it's one of those stupid like built into the DS games, but I guess it's. I guess it's its own game, and you play with me. Uh, yeah, it's a standalone game, and basically it replaces all the MPs, all the characters with me's. Yep. So that should they, be fun. We don't know when it's coming though. Sometime this year. Uh, they did plug that Fire Emblem Echoes will have DLC, like that you can use to get money and XP and stuff. Nobody was surprised because <laughs> the last couple games have had the same. And Battle Chasers Night War is coming to Switch first. Um, late summer 2017, so I guess they've got like a timed exclusive on that. Um, Battle Chasers Night War. Oh, let's take a look at that. I think we've previously seen like footage and stuff of that on PS4, but now to see that they locked it up as a timed exclusive is kind of interesting. 
Um, but uh, you can look at that. That looks RPG-y. Um, it's turn-based battles, but then it's an isometric view on the world map and stuff. So I don't know how that's going to flow, but it looks cool. It's like some nice-looking art, and uh, maybe it'll be a good game. Maybe it won't. Stay tuned. Uh, late summer for more info on that. In Japan, as usual, they got an even better Nintendo Direct. Um, they got Level 5 announced the Snack World RPG. Um, so they have a Snack World cross-media po- project. I don't remember what Snack World is, but I think that's a great name. <laughs> this is the 3DS RPG part of it. Uh, it's coming out in July 7th, 2017. We don't know if that's coming out here ever. Uh, they announced the J- Switch version of Dragon Quest X, which we didn't have a date for earlier. Now we have a date for fall of 2017. <laughs> and it, um, Oh, I'm sorry. That was Dragon Quest XI we don't have a date for. We still don't have that. I'm so sorry. I'm very confused. Dragon Quest X, this is the MMO, finally coming to Switch in fall of 2017. At that point, if you have the Wii version, I don't know if you have the Wii U version if you were also part of this, but if you have the Wii version, it's going to end service. And so you will get a free update to the Switch version. Of course, that kind of assumes you have Switch, but whatever. Yeah. Well, I think they're continuing the Wii U version still, so probably not bothering with that. Probably not, yeah. <laughs> Why give them a free version if you don't have to? Uh, Knights of Azure 2 is coming to Japan sometime in 2017 on PlayStation 4 and PlayStation Vita. So I take it back. Then that The Japanese news wasn't that much better than ours. So yeah. uh, I guess I got confused on that. Wait, there that was one? so much. I I thought like the Japanese would uh, Nintendo Direct would be better than ours, but it's not really. Just did you say that Knights of Azure Two is on Switch? I'm sorry, I can't remember if you said it. But... I did say it. It's a oh, Switch okay. version of Knights of Azure Two. It's coming out in 2017 ah. on PS4 and Vita. It'll be out in Japan sometime this year on the Switch as well. Okay, cool. I misheard. Yeah. But that's fine. I'm happy to go over it again because Nintendo directors are, directs are fun. Just go watch that direct. There's a lot of stuff in it. If you care about little like games, like a lot of 3DS stuff in it. So not just Switch. Though that dude was on there snapping his fingers a lot again. So that was good too. All right. So if you've got Neo and you want DLC for it, I got good news for you. It's happening. Uh, first, first piece of content is going to have the protagonist going to northern Japan in search of the Masamune Date. Or Masamune Date Dragon. I don't know what this is trying to say. Um, in search of Masamune. Maybe that's a d- period. There's a line break there. There's uh, a line Mas- break? I was going to say, Masamune Date is a person. Okay, he's going looking for Masamune Date, an ambitious ruler who seeks Amrita amidst the turmoil. I don't know what any of these words mean, other than Masamune is normally a sword. So you're going to get a weapon in this and some new armor and some stuff. It's going to be what? Uh, it's part of the season pass, which is 25 bucks, or you can buy it on its own for 10 bucks. So there you go. You're playing Neo. You want some DLC. There you go. Also, they're ending distribution of the NES Classic in North America. Boo. <sighs> Whatever. It didn't sound enough. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's obviously it. The poor sales <laughs> killing that that thing, right? Well, well, you know what? I've got my own NES classic with blackjack and hookers. It's hey. called a Raspberry Pi. Oh, uh-huh. <laughs> there you go. But this one had... It looked like an NES? I don't know. Um, That being said, I, I 
the prevailing theory is that they're killing it because people hacked it like within days and you can get the entire library. Oh, whatever. Whatever. That's not why you kill it. No, I'm not defending Nintendo's decision. I think it's a bone bonehead decision. I'm no, just I think it's a it's... stupid theory. I, I don't think that theory oh. holds anything. Like, oh. whatever. Yeah, there's another device out there that can emulate Nintendo games now. There were already a lot of those. They were called phones, tablets, computers, Raspberry Pis, Retron 5s. Like, really, give me a break. <laughs> That's not why you kill that product. They made a different decision as to why they killed that product. That's all. Anyway. It was making them too much money. Yeah, that's obvious. That's it. We can't have this much money coming in. We don't want to be making these things. Let's kill it. Maybe they're just cutting it off so the demand is still high. And then they could put out the SNES Classic and everyone will be excited for that later this year or something, you know? Do you really think the SNES Classic is going to happen? I... I don't think anything anymore with Nintendo. Don't keep pushing me. I'll read my letter again. And you don't <laughs> want to do that. You don't want to have that happen. All right. Story of Seasons Trio of Towns has a review up on the site. Go see why it got three and a half out of five from Sam. Tyranny um, got a review. Three and a half out of five from Sam, Sam's husband, Scott. Uh, wait, that's all that's still Tyranny. Uh, we have an editorial up about the magic of Secret of Mana. And we have a Persona 5 early impression and a Mass Effect Andromeda review. Oh, Alex, did you give your final review finally? Yeah. You liked it. Yeah. Did you come around on Mass Effect since we last talked? Come on. Well, I was always higher than, I think, yeah, than you were on it anyway, so. Yeah, all right. So did it, do you think the game just came it all came together later on in the game or that it's just you enjoyed it more the whole time through i think i think it's more that i enjoyed it more than most others i was getting looking to get something different out of it than other people were i mean that's just the way that game is it's going to work for some people and really not work for others so Hmm. chris seems so disappointed that you liked it Uh, well it's because then that means i have to play it now it's like I was looking forward to having more time, not having to play it, right? Well, you could assume I was horribly wrong. Well, I could, yeah, I mean, sure, you could be wrong, but still. All right, Alex g- gave it a four out of five. Go read that review, see what he liked about it, and how he doesn't fit into kind of the rest of the internet. And maybe you will like that game too, and Alex's review will help you realize that. And then all of a sudden you have a new game to enjoy. So go check well, that I out. I finally get to play it with better animations now. Oh, yeah, that's true. And, of course, you can keep waiting for the <coughs> Game of the Year version. <coughs> and um, <laughs> and then maybe have all the patches. <laughs> if they do release it, they're not going to call it a Game of the Year version, right? Right? They wouldn't do that. <laughs> Someone's going to give it the more. <laughs> oh, surely they won't release a Game of the Year version. That'd be the uh, definitive like experience or, or something. Complete, complete the complete edition. edition, yeah. <laughs> It's always funny just because the implication of the previous version. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> Mass Effect Andromeda. No, really. This time we didn't have to fix the ending edition. <sighs> All right. Um, briefs. Oh, here's some briefs. Uh, Prideful Sloth, which is a new studio from former Activision and Rocksteady employees, is putting out an adventure title called Yonder, the Great Cloudcatcher Chronicles, in July 18, 2017. 
Uh, we have a bunch of video of it, so go check that out. Um, yeah, you, it's you're helping local wildlife fall, uh, fight off encroaching darkness. It looks very cute. Uh, see if it's going to be your thing. I'm getting a Viva Pinata vibe from it. So, is this an RPG? I can't even tell from these videos. Adventure. RPG. Adventure RPG. There's a lot of animals popping up and down with hearts coming out of their heads. So, all right. Well, I look forward to checking that out later. Um, Expeditions Viking has, uh, it's coming on PC on April 27th. They got a video up on our site um, of like them playing through a map. It's very tactical. Um, Looks like the sort of game Anna might be into. See if she'll get into that. The Alliance Alive. We have some gameplay info on talents. I'm not going to explain it all here, but go watch the, well, go watch, read the, you can watch the video, but you'll need to read the paragraph because the video is kind of in Japanese, (laughs) but that's, uh, that's for a Japanese game. So uh, we don't know when it's coming out here, if it's coming out here. Um, Sega Neptune versus Sega Hard Girls is coming to PC. So if you're waiting for a PC port of that game, you're going to have an option for it soon. Galaxy of Pen and Paper is coming out in July. So that finally has a date. That's the Pen and Paper game. That'll be the third one in that series. And this time it's sci-fi settings. Um, Omega Quintet's coming to PC. Uh, Why? I don't know. Do you not like that game? Is that your it's Mass like, Effect Andromeda? Is that so what's going on? So many idiots. Well, no, because I think there's only like there's only one like positive review for that game. Yeah, so just like Mass Effect Andromeda. <laughs> Anna liked that game. Um, Anna, did you like Omega Quintet? Oh, I think my wife left the house and I didn't notice. Okay. <laughs> I'm alone. <laughs> All right. Well, then uh, Anna doesn't like playing these games on PC. So we'll see how that goes. Ooh, perfect. For this story, um, Fowl added a, a quote from a review from somebody on RP Gamer. It says, As said at the start, Omega Quintet is a game with appeal to fans of previous Compile Heart games, but is highly unlikely to get many more on board. The battles and exploration are decent, but are completely overshadowed by familiar issues with the rest of the game. There are other titles from the company with more widespread appeal and less aggravating design decisions. Oh, right. That's you, Alex, who said that. Yep. <laughs> All right, we got an indie update with a bunch of Kickstarter games in it. Um, I usually go through all the Kickstarter games, but I feel like... Should I do that now? How are you guys feeling? Sometimes Alice is like, no, please don't do that to me. Sometimes people don't mind. All right, so we got Tangle Deep. You can go go back that on their own. They've got a Kickstarter. Uh, that is a dungeon crawling tribute to the 16-bit golden age of RPGs, or so they say, and it looks kind of like a roguelike, but 16-bit style. Uh, that is they they're they've gotten their goal, so you can go in and throw in a buck to say thanks, or if you want to go crazy, $250. Oh, it's all gone. They don't have their top reward anymore. 250 was their top reward, so meager request gets fulfilled completely. Kova, a side-scrolling action RPG. This is not going for a 16-bit vibe. This is just straight up... Uh, well, they just have mostly concept art. Oh, okay, here we go. Here's a side-scrolling vibe with graphics that are reminiscent of, like, The Fall. Um, that is... Wants 28000 There, It's about 8000 Five bucks gets you a wallpaper. 18 bucks gets you the game. And then for... How much is it? 
$7,500, you, uh, you get work with the team, design a planet, name your planet, get a creature that'll inhabit your planet. Um, you get a lanyard, <laughs> digital wallpaper, get listed under additional design. Um, so you get it be, be in the credits for that much money. So that's good. Uh, a Story of the End-Revere is a classical JRPG following one man's journey for redemption to save the place he once called home. That's a very verbose description, but all right. That looks like an RPG maker game to me. They want about eighty-five hundred bucks, and they're at about they're at sixteen hundred. Um, you can get the game for let's see, starting at um, seven bucks for the early bird, and then for one thousand dollars you get a bunch of crap, which I'm not even going to read at all. So, and then Willy Nilly Night Game is another one. They have a community. Is this on uh, Kickstarter? Uh, no, they're on Steam Early Access on May 18th. You can go check that out. That is a story driven RPG. Looks like an action RPG. Um, over the head view, very colorful graphics. Looks cool. Um, this can be neat. May 18th, if you want to get in on it early or just kind of see what people think. And then Songbringer is our last game. That is a procedurally generated action RPG set in the Milky Way galaxy in 13,000 BC, being made by Wizard Foo. And do they have a Kickstarter? No, they are. That's just that's just coming soon. All right, summer 2017. The PC, Mac, Linux, PS4, and Xbox One. Uh, this one is. Let's see. That's how it looks. Oh, it's got kind of that sword and sorcery style pixely artwork going on. Looks neat. Some nice animations I'm seeing here. Um, yeah, there you go. That can be neat. Lots of neat games. No time to play them because there's a free login campaign for Final Fantasy fourteen. so go, go do that. <laughs> uh, well, how's that work? Uh, Final Fantasy fourteen login for free up to 96 hours. So between May 14th yesterday, excuse me, between April 14th yesterday and May 7th, you, if you are a user who has previously purchased and registered Final Fantasy fourteen. Um, and your account is currently inactive for at least 30 days, you can log in for free, and you can play for up to 96 hours. So if you've been waiting to play Final Fantasy XIV on the cheap, uh, there you go. And they've got a download where you can download the client on your PC and go from there. Yeah, don't start your login period at like 11 p.m. Oh, why is that? Because it it doesn't do it doesn't do ninety six hours. It does until like four midnights. Oh really? So, so it's, it's not yeah, actually it counting. Midnight regardless. Oh. So it's up to ninety six hours, but only if you game the system. Yeah, only if you start those ninety six hours at midnight. <laughs> uh. So so you really should. Oh okay. Wow. All right. So start when you've got some time to sit down and play continuously. Does this work on the PS4 version as well, or only on the PC version? It's all versions, I think. Oh, okay. So, there you go. There you go. Alrighty, that is our news. We've got some feedback. Uh, last week was, why aren't you playing Persona 5, I think was our last question. So, let's see. Lord Goldbez says, am I playing Persona 5? No, because it's not out yet. Why isn't it out? When's Tuesday coming? Ah, he was all very upset. 
So then we scroll down, and Lord Globus says, I'm playing Persona 5 now. It took me six hours, ten minutes before I had any free time. I love this game, but seriously, they should have given you some choices on what to do a little earlier. Could hurt replay value a bit, although I'm sure to play again for max confidence. All right. Victor said, I'm not playing Persona 5 because my roommate's going to play it while I watch. I couldn't get into Persona 3 and 4 because I'd start trying to max out all the social links in a single playthrough, and that would require going through an FAQ. And I guess that wasn't fun for him. Um, my roommate avoided FAQs, didn't reload if he failed, and just pursued the social links he liked most. And he had the better approach, so he'll probably enjoy Persona 5 more than I will. Um, so that's something. Uh, Shaman says, I can either confirm or to die that I spent about 12 hours playing Persona 5 on April 1st and 2nd. Uh, Chicken God said, like Golbez, of course I'll be playing Persona 5. If I was one of those lucky people who seem to increase every year that breaks the street date on products... Uh, it's hard to believe it's finally going to come out. I've been listening to some of the soundtrack in anticipation. And uh, seconds the thoughts about social link maxing. And Logobez says... Uh, oh, wait. We already covered that. Cool. So question of the week this week is... Um, excuse me. Is is Breath of Fire Maybe 2 something still about going in? Oh, right. Oh, sorry. I, I have that Breath of Fire 2 question, but we can do a new one. Oh, I didn't know if you wanted to ask something about our retro game discussion. Like, what's the most you would pay for a retro game? Or, oh, let's let's just let's let's be more focused. I like the focus ones. So, okay. What what about that Breath of Fire series? Worth going back and playing Breath of Fire Two? Any good? What's the Breath of Fire? Give me your Breath of Fire recommendations. Yay or nay on two? Should I play a different one? Play three instead, like Kelly thinks. Um, you know, let's, let's hear it. Uh, I got some new game releases for you. Um, let's see. Sorry, I need to write down Breath of Fire recommendations. And then uh, new game releases include Full Throttle Remastered. That's an adventure game, but I put it in there anyway because I think those things are cool. The Disney Afternoon Collection's coming out this week. Yay. Who's picking that up? Anyone? If, if I was in town, I'd be. Oh, you're not in town? Okay. Well, no, I'm going to be vacationing. Ah, uh, okay. Most of the week. Sure. What's in it? Tailspin, DuckTales 1 and 2, Chippendale Rescue Rangers 1 and 2, and Darkwing Duck, and I feel like I'm missing one. Uh, DuckTales, DuckTales 2, Darkwing Duck, Tailspin, Chippendale Rescue Rangers, and Chippendale Rescue Rangers 2. Okay. So, yep, that's it. Windows, okay, that PS4, more and Xbox interesting One. Than the title. That sounds more... Okay, yeah. No gargoyles, which makes me sad, but gargoyles didn't come till much later. So, uh, no tailspin either, right? Or did we say tailspin? No, ta- we said tailspin. I think we said. Tailspin. I'm so sorry, I'm an idiot. It's the Disney afternoon. All right, so they got the full thing. They got the main stuff in there. That's all that matters. Get your Disney afternoon collection on Windows, PS4, and Xbox this week. Wonder Boy, the dragons. Cra- the <laughs> I almost said the dragons crap. <sighs> Wonder Boy, the dragons trap which is a is that like an rpg or a metroidvania do you do you call that more you know? i think they're more metroidvanias yeah that one um but you know you, you go and you're turning into various animals trying to get a curse off of you um that's causing you to turn into these animals and uh you collect abilities and can change into different animals and solve puzzles and stuff 
but uh, it's a remake of an old Wonder Boy game, and the the man, you can do the thing where you switch back and forth between the old graphics and the new graphics. They've done a real nice job in the new graphics. It looks cool, so I might pick this up. It's coming out to Switch, PS4, and Xbox. Uh, Shines is finally coming out. Shines, the nightly the Lightning Kingdom. Um, that is a French game, right? Yeah, Enigami is a publisher. Or excuse me, the developer. Focus Home Interactive is the publisher, and it's finally coming out this week on PC and what? What all is it hitting this week? I want to make sure I got um, it right. I think PS4 and Xbox as well. Yeah. yeah. I think it's doing the standard. I want to make sure it was coming to all of them on the same day. Yep. Um, it looks like Xbox One, PC on April 18th. PS4 coming soon can't oh there's no link for it yet but yeah it should be coming out this week as well on ps on psn so there you go you can finally play chaness i don't know if it's any good um but uh it looks cool and we'll see if it uh holds up dark souls 3 is getting like a physical edition of the fire fades edition that has all the dlc in it for 50 bucks at retail and uh that's it for your rpgs or things i think you'll be interested in uh so i have to ask you what are you gonna be playing this week kelly anything um, you're going on a trip, so you're gonna keep working yeah. on SMT4 Apocalypse. Actually, yes, I might pop that in if I get a little cell city it out. I've got, I've got like a whole pile of games for the eight-hour car trip. So, who knows what I'll be playing, or I might sleep the entire car trip. Uh, also, that, an possibi- admiral goal. Yeah, yeah, that's a possibility too. I get sleepy in cars. Nice, Alice. What are you playing this week? Um, a more fancy Star Online two, more Persona. Okay, that good. I mean, answers. I'm on. I'm still on night shifts. So, ah, okay. Do you think we'll get some Stellaris in this week, or are you you not going to be able to? Um, I well, I mean, when I'm not playing at the moment, at least when I'm not playing Persona or Fancy Star, I'm usually firing up Stellaris for an hour or two. All right, I might have a chance. All right, Alex, what are you playing this week? Well, I've only played 25 hours of Persona so far, so <laughs> there's, no, there's another 75 to go. All right. <laughs> and uh, Pascal, you playing the other Persona? Uh, yeah, Persona 4, Danganronpa. That's probably going to be most stick of my with week. The, stick with the current stuff. That uh, that's all sounds that's great to me. I'm going to play some probably, well, more Persona 5 and maybe a little bit more Zelda. I, I really need to finish that game and like put it to bed, but... Uh, I've been collecting all the armor, and that's been slowing me down. And, of course, more Hearthstone. Um, and then I'm going to feel bad about all these RPGs I've been looking at, all these old RPGs I've been looking at, and just that I have no time to play. And, uh, you know, that's my life. But Persona's so good, I don't think I care that much. It's really good. You know, I do that all the time, too. Kind of guilt trip that I'm playing old stuff and as opposed to new stuff. But, you know, sometimes it's fun to go back to older games. That's why I'm doing the Yeez Marathon. Mm-hmm. I feel guilty that I don't go back and play the old stuff and I only play the new stuff. And then I feel guilty that I went back and played the old stuff instead of the new stuff for the podcast. So really what I have is a problem (laughs) psychologically. What you're saying is gaming is a guilt trip. Yes, gaming's a guilt trip and I have anxiety, I think is what I'm saying. (laughs) Woo! I'm glad I'm not the only one that does that. All right. Thanks, everybody, for joining us this week. Alex, Alice, Kelly, and Pascal. 
Thank you, dear listener, for joining us. We stream live every week, 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern, over at twitch.tv slash rbgamer. You can follow us on follow us on all the social medias, your YouTubes, your Facebook, your Twitter. Um, Anna Marie likes to run those Twitter comments, so uh, have fun with her. And uh, reply to the at rpgamer account on Twitter and uh, give her something to have to reply to. She has fun with that. You can send us feedback for the show where you can answer the question about Breath of Fire recommendations um, at podcast at rpgamer.com for the email address. Um, forums at rpgamer.com for the forums so you can find the show thread and uh, post in that or 608-729-4098 608-729-4098 that's 608-729-4098 operators are standing by to take your call and we'll play your voicemail live on the show and with that we're going to call it thanks everybody we'll see you next week until then bye 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 now bye now